Hi, I'm uh, Adrian Lawrence. This is Alex Sonnier McKinnon. And uh, we're just here to just talk about some, you know, school stuff, like degree work, and some play stuff, aka Dungeons and Dragons for the most part. The reason I want to combine these two is kind of why I personally wanted it to go this way is because I am personally still kind of pursuing this um, my career path as uh, getting a master's in psychology, but also I need something to just kind of relax, and I think Dungeons and Dragons is just my way of just venting and relaxing. Um, why are you Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think because I'm learning how to DM, and so you being the master in the Dungeons and Dragons area, I think is a really neat way for us to connect as friends and then I have a lot of experience helping students succeed in college so I think it is a really neat dichotomy that both of us have I guess I never thought about that and here we are (laughs) I kind of had that but I didn't I wasn't sure if this is the reason you're here (laughs) but I'm glad I'm here because we're stuck in quarantine that too it's quite (laughs) the fun stuff I'll figure out if we can yep. curse or not later. Fuck. Maybe. We'll find out if I bleep that or not. <laughs> nah. I think it'll be... Um, I think... Yeah. What do you think? I think we can curse. Hell yeah. I mean, no, we're crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll just... I guess I'll go over where I'm at currently in my, I guess, school life and where I'm at dungeon master ring wise and then i guess you'll go over where you are at in your kind of idea um currently i'm in between i've got my graduate degree in psychology from texas tech um i am looking for a grad school i don't have the most phenomenal grades um so i'm trying to (laughs) buff that up by getting some coursework some uh this rbt training currently right now and studying for my gre but on the side, I'm playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons because we're in quarantine and there's some easy like websites that we can do. And it doesn't cost much. Um, as long as you have the internet, you have pretty much everything at your disposal. And I'm just trying to use the least money I can while I'm waiting for something to open up again. There are so many resources online. And I have, I tried to do it. I mean, I found a homebrew that I started with a group that I'm playing with and it just, I was very overwhelmed at just the sheer amount online for free that people have just put up on the internet. Yeah. But yeah. So I, on the other hand, um, I guess I'm brand new into DMing. I am on session three with my group. Um, hopefully we'll have another, another session soon. Um, it's with my dad and my sister and her boyfriend and a friend of mine. And so it's a really interesting place to start I think so I'm brand new in that um I've played Dungeons and Dragons before as a just a PC um I have a group that I've played with for the last two years um I bounce between playing a druid and I something else a cleric I think (laughs) I have to go look Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but on the academic side, um, I have my undergrad in psychology, just like you, 
in human development and family studies, and I have a master's degree in elementary education. All that to say is that I still don't work with elementary school kids. <laughs> uh, I'm an academic advisor uh, full-time in my day job and um, work to help students figure out their life and how to succeed, and that's how we met, which is so much fun. Yeah, it was, it was kind of forced upon me um and by force <laughs> upon me i didn't do well in school so they gave me this mandatory class then i met alex i forgot that's how we met was yeah. pdr i just remember you being in my office because i had to have a meeting with one of y'all that's right and i'm so happy it was me and not the other one <laughs> yeah i know i just knew well <laughs> you're geeking out a little during uh your kind of talk during PDR, I'm like, hey, I can connect with this person. I don't feel like this is someone that was like, hey, you're fucking up, and this is why, and uh, just kind of like straightforward, dry talking. I, th I knew that I could like kind of talk to you, and you'd understand like I did something stupid, like uh, just I just couldn't focus, and like, oh, here's this way, and also look at this app. Uh, what was it? Habitica. Habitica? Yeah. Yeah. I started using that like <laughs> near my last year in college to be honest me and my brother used it we had a little guild with my little sister see i love that and i i used to use it because i i'm a terrible student i i don't know why i just felt like i still needed to be in school i really like if i had redone it i would have taken time off and just done some soul searching because i started as a nursing student and I don't do open wounds. I don't do medical things. Like I don't like going to the doctor. So it was a lot of pressure for my family to pursue something in health because it made a lot of money. It was really lucrative. Um, but I knew in my heart of hearts, that's absolutely not where I wanted to be. And I ended up doing like, I interned at the Dallas zoo for two summers and I did, I clocked like 250 hours right in the summer which uh -huh. is that's yeah nanners yeah so i just don't know why i didn't start off that way so there's no way that i could connect with students if i was just like yelling at you because that's just one more person yelling at you mm -hmm. and especially when we start talking about like mental health and you know having somebody on your side and how big of a difference that makes i there's i couldn't do that cuz i needed that and i didn't have that so i guess you know, the thing is that you've come, become the person that you needed in your life. Yeah. So here we are. Yep. Truly. We'll go to, what do we got here? Oh, okay. So I wanted to talk about just kind of more D&D &D oriented stuff. Um, like, what, what was your first game like? Like, what kind of drove you towards this um, game, essentially? So I had a bunch of friends that ended up going to one of the local game sh shops in Lubbock. And so I ended up joining them and we started playing Pathfinder. So I didn't even start with Vengeance and Dragons. I went, you know, the Pathfinder, which is like its cousin. So it was yeah, pretty no much. big deal there. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I ended up playing like a roguish character. And I just liked the idea of not being me for a minute mm -hmm. and just being able to do, you know, magic and to fight crime and to, you know, think like somebody else for the betterment of a group, which 
you know, motivates me in any way mm-hmm. is just to like help out a group achieve. And it was just, it was like fun to hang out with my friends. And so I think it gets a bad rap of just like, you know, basement crawlers living <laughs> with their parents and, uh, it's not, it's really a, a good group activity. Uh, for the Which, record, I am currently living with my parents. <laughs> you know, we all have our journeys, and if it's living with your parents, it's living with your parents. All right now, I just quarantine just threw a wrench in a lot of things that I was planning. That's absolutely fair. We are. I had to get out of my parents' house when we moved back to Lubbock, and so, uh, <laughs> you know, it all happens. It, that's what family and things like that are for, though. What got you into it? Uh, well, I mean. My dad played, we meet, we played some pre-made characters back when I was, like, young, young. Uh, and they had this little box set. I wanted to be the rogue, the halfling rogue. And uh, my brother was... Why is it always of... the rogue? Why do we always pick up the rogue first? I don't know. We're, we're mis- <laughs> we want to be mischievous, but usually we're not. We're goody two-shoes. I don't know. <laughs> we're more like the paladin, but, man, I just want to be the bad boy for a second. <laughs> the disheveled oh, person. Oh, man. I think you're right. It must be that. I don't know. Like just an assumption. Han Solo-esque character. Yeah. <laughs> as much as we want to be Han, we're total Lukes. Or Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a C-3PO. Like, easily a C-3PO. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, I don't know what I truly am anymore. I think when I was younger, definitely just like, but that's not right. I just want to go bar. I want to run my speeder. <laughs> uh, yeah, now I'm much more like so much, a little bit more darker than I was before. Like, yeah, world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, we played that. It was me and my brother, and we kind of run around, figured things out. I was figuring out that it was more interactive. It wasn't just... You know, your player does these actions, and that's it. You have more creative ideas and, you know, problem-solving techniques, essentially. Like, I saw a dark box on the map. I didn't know it was interactive, though. He's like, yeah, no, that thing you can search, and there's treasure in it. I'm like, what the hell? But this isn't... This is crazy. Anyways, we got into a room <laughs> where there was a bunch of rats that kept spawning, and uh, we just died because they just nipped at us, our legs, and we died. <laughs> Those swarms are no joke. They are not. You can't not. just play with a swarm. No. Um, but yeah, that was my first intro. And then I got back to it when I came to tech. Um, it was just me and a couple guys at Coleman. We had played a bunch of games. We would buy packs of games and we just played on it. And then all of a sudden we're just like, have you guys tried Dungeons and Dragons? Like, I've played it once before. And then he's, this other guy's like, yeah, I've played it too. And the other guy's had no idea. So I'm like, let's try it. So we tried it. And, like, the first match was just horrible because we didn't know the rules. We thought opportunity of attacks triggered opportunity of attacks, so we were stuck trying to read rules and figure out why. Um, Because the guy gave us, like, 20 skeletons, and we're level one, and I don't... (laughs) That's too many skeletons. That is too many skeletons. You ever heard of CR? CR, that's (laughs) CR too much. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I did the opposite, where... Uh, my sister and my her boyfriend were talking to me and, you know, hey, this is a thing we want to do. And I was like, all right. So we got the manuals and I took like college level notes looking through both the player's handbook and the DM guide. Like, oh, boy. 
Oh, it was ridiculous. Because I was so grossly scared of just being in charge of anything. So there has to be some sort of in-between of, like, not knowing any of the roles and then knowing all of the roles that you have to find that, like, happy medium for you. For sure. That is definitely not my technique. (laughs) (laughs) I read the first, I want to say 23, maybe 33 pages of the DM guide, and then... I've made so many characters, I know most of the, what's in the player's handbook, and uh, my first session, I, I was like, I had half read the, the, the module, and uh, I only know like two places, the big ending and the very beginning, so like, I would not study up properly <laughs> until they were like a session away, and I'm like, ooh, this is like, I got two hours left, better just cram this book into my head. <laughs> I feel like that's how you studied in college anyways. That is true. I think truly, we've had many a conversation about that. That is truly what I did. Uh, <laughs> I'll be real. I studied better with people than just by myself, but I can't talk to other or study with other people because I would, I mean, like, there's, I'm so badly just wanted to go sit at a coffee shop. I drink my single cup of coffee for three hours because I hate coffee, but at least it's there. And then I just <laughs> read and take notes. Like, that's what I would do. But I can't do that anymore. I'm stuck in my room. And All by yourself. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, and I just light incense and I just have a pile of ash on my desk. <laughs> I mean, like, so you replaced the coffee with incense? Pretty much. Like, I got tea downstairs, but I bought the wrong... Well, I didn't buy the wrong kind. I thought this would taste a little bit better. It tastes like total, like, grass. Which, you know, it's tea, so, like, what am I expecting? But, uh... So I haven't done any. I haven't. I haven't drank that tea yet. But yeah, right now I've. I've. I'm. I have a game that I've had since the beginning of quarantine. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the module called Curse of Strahd. It's a vampire module. Okay. So cool. Uh, did they start at like level one, or did they? Yes, start level one. Higher? Okay. So there's the there's like a kind of like a prequel, a little session one kind of thing that can get them through one through three and then they can get into the actual meat of it so i did that with them and then people can't, fell off didn't come back like after two sessions and then i had to get, recruit new people and it was it was kind of tough at first so i wasn't like fully devoted into like making sure everything was ready because i was afraid like someone's gonna fall off again and then i just studied all of this for nothing kind of thing <laughs> But no, we've been playing since March, and it's been great. And last session, one of my players, it was this is his first campaign, and he would like fake cry or he made himself cry because of his backstory. So like when he was talking in person, he you could hear his voice crack, and I'm like, do I stop the session? What's going on? Is he okay? Is he acting? I don't know. It was so bizarre. Because he, he was getting really wrapped up. Is he still playing? Yeah, we're all playing. Yeah, no, this was like last well, session. I don't know. If- Oh, okay, last yeah, session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so good. Yeah, and he said, like, yeah, I just kind of did that for, because of my backstory. I'm like, okay, what? These guys are getting serious. What the <laughs> hell? And, the, like, I have two little shy shy guys, uh, a shy guy and a shy girl, and that guy, the shy guy, kind of starting coming out of the shell and doing all these, like, big plays and, like, crying and putting emotion into his character. I'm like, this is so good. That is so good. My dad is one of those players that I didn't think he would – he like he had a lot, no buy-in, right? I remember sitting down with him. I was like, "We've got to make this character. What do you want to do? How do you want to play this?" And he goes, "I don't know what I want to do." Okay, cool. 
So like, what would you, if you had to, what would type of character would you like to play? And so we're going through, um, I had it narrowed down between like, uh, just like a wizard, just as a standard D&D character. Um, or a bard because of his personality. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he ended up choosing the bard. And I don't know if that's the best decision of my life, but it's so freaking funny that he just like leaned into it session two and was like taking vicious mockery and just yelling at all of the people that we were fighting. And that's what he does in just his normal like Bostonian gruff voice is just yelling at these people. I love it. It's ridiculous. I'm so excited to play. I just want to see like him in this environment. Uh, Have fun. Yeah, no, it's it's so great. These some people that are very unsuspected kind of like jump into these roles and just kind of like you see this other side they hadn't seen or like you didn't think they were like gonna be down for it. Like I converted so many people to play D and D when I was working uh, in Lubbock. Like first timers all the way around. Like no one had ever played it or like they've only played one game. And I think I, like, 12 people that I worked with, I got them into playing. Um, one of them actually bought, like, um, like a bunch of books. <laughs> and uh, I haven't played with him for a while, and I feel bad about that fact. But also, like, it's so tough to play with people, <laughs> back in, like, with the schedule and everything. So it's so complicated. I feel bad, but, like, it's the reality. Sometimes scheduling just doesn't work. What do you do to, like, navigate around the scheduling? Do you just take whatever people that you have at the time do you like weave them in and out of the story i think how do you get around that so i've had i had a session before where back in lubbock where it would be if it was more than two people gone then i'd take them on a side quest i i'd say hey we'll pause this main story but then i'm gonna take you on this kind of like one shot kind of adventure um some side stuff and that usually works out but if it's like we're in the middle of a battle and i don't have anything prepped because i thought everyone's gonna be there i'm like okay either a i'm gonna have to run that character or they're gonna just be unconscious because of a random like dm shenanigan spell because i don't i don't have their character sheet something like that um so those are the two options um keeping it consistent is always like the easiest way to keep things going like I have one person who started a job and he was like, is there any way that we can move our slot a little bit like earlier? And everyone's like, no, this is it. He's like, okay, I guess I'll just stay up and then go to work in two hours (laughs) because he works the night shift. But like, it's the same shy character that I was talking about before. Cause he was like, I told like, I have a, a strict cutoff for 1130 so that he can get his rest. But he's like, no, 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 no. We have to finish this right now. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. Um, those are the two options. Um, I also have, like, because people usually run late. I have some small games I usually uh, have on hand anyways. Um, there's this Dungeon Madness is a small card game that's super easy and fun. And it's kind of D&D oriented. So I, I bring that one out while I wait for other people. But yeah, have you had any problems yet? Um, I have one player who likes to read ahead. And so um, he just grabbed like the, the monster manual and was just like flipping through and like looking at everyone. And I was like, 
you know what? We could do sandalin, right? We could start off, do the basic sandalin dwarf rescue. Um, but I was very concerned that he was going to try to find what we were doing and like strategize and like metagame. Yeah. And so I instead tried to find something else. And I think it's working out so far. Um, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know what I'm running. I will figure that out next time. No worries. Um, um, yeah. No, so I have, I have from, some of those things, too. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's just excited. And I know he's excited. And so it's not like him trying to beat the system. Um, and then my dad, who had no buy-in, who now is, like, super excited to play. So, like, those were the biggest things I've had to... I guess, work through, and I just, you know, found something else so my player couldn't, couldn't find out what we were doing, and then, Could have met a game, you yeah. know, yeah, um, I don't think I have anything too big so far, uh, I don't really like making up new character, like, NPC names, I get really nervous, because <laughs> that's not something that I can control over, like, what my player, players want to see, and who they want to talk to, yeah, so um, I know that that's a place that I struggle and I need to work on. No worries. But I didn't like to like role play to begin with. Like I, I don't have a character voice. I don't do like like the critical role level of playing. Um, yes. I don't. No, it's okay. I mean, I I tried, and I always get them mixed up or I forget what voice I used. So. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I did, I tried at the very beginning, I, I muddled with it, and I, it was just not flying for me, so I get it, like, I'm not a Matthew Mercer, okay, I'm not a, you know, veteran voice actor. I mean, don't we all wish we could be? <laughs> I, my, my bare <laughs> minimum line is, can I make my, my characters feel? That's what I'm trying to do, and last session proved it, and now everyone won't, like, my chat room, when, and for my group was to be like, all right, only pop in on Wednesday, and I'm fine with that. But after last week, they've been talking in the chat all week, and I'm like, oh no, I gotta up my game now. What is going on? <laughs> you did too well. I know. You've leveled up. <laughs> Pretty. I I don't know. Let's let's hold off on those words of praise. Let's. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. They they gave me like gifts, like. Uh, some stuff for uh, uh, Roll20, which is a um, free yeah. website, but they got some tiers. Uh, I forget the two tiers, but they gave me some money towards like uh, an account there or to buy modules on that um, on that site. And I'm just like, I I'm just doing this to one be a better storyteller, and two just like for fun and to get through this quarantine stuff. So like them giving me no. some, some currency was just mind-blowing to me ended up buying but like, I think that's, the highest thing that's how we show each other that we love like they're enjoying it so really is it's a buy-in for their game and to make it better and you are the conduit for that good time mm -hmm. so I, th I know it's weird but i could see where it's coming from like, yeah i and my my dm for my my like work group mm-hmm I just remember finding, like, maps and being like, oh, I could get this for him. And, like, just, like, I made dice bags for my group because 
it brought us all together and it was something that I could do. And yeah, I think that that's an interesting like human urge is to gift somebody something when you enjoy their time or like enjoy them as a person. I just think gifts are just uh, interesting and not like Christmas or, or Valentine's day or birthday, but like are so interesting. That was the one thing I'm not, I don't really accept like teacher gifts really well. Um, I don't know what to do with my hands when you hand me like a teacher gift. So, like, <laughs> ah, I should have done that. Strange. I want to experience oh, your no. awkwardness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had a couple of students come by my office when I left tech. So my last day of work and they like hunted me down because I left early too. Um, and I just had a giant gift bag of like candy and things. And I was like, look, I know that you're like a student on a shoestring budget. Like this is not something that I needed. And I like, the only thing I do is just appreciate that they go out of their way or like, uh, when I was student teaching, I had my third graders, a couple of them give me some, gave me some gifts and like third grade gifts are the best gifts you could ever <laughs> receive. Right. Cause that's like stuff that they found at their house and they were like, Oh, Miss Alex would really like this. And it's like a Texas tech keychain, or like, I have like a skeleton key or like, I don't know. Wait, like it's a skeleton really... key to an actual like house. Like, Hey, this opens all the doors in my house. Here you go. Uh, no, it's like a creepy looking key. Uh, like okay. it looks like an old timey key that somebody probably used as a decoration. And one of my students gave me, and I have a Selena CD, like stuff <laughs> like that. Nice. Uh, Mi vida para Selena. Oh, Selena. Exactly. R.I.P. R.I.P. Okay, let's talk about uh, your favorite character that you've made or you've played. Um. So the one that I know. I guess most intimately is I have a druid um, and she has a performer background um, and she's a like fire perform entertainer. She, I have all of the fire cantrips on her, um, but she is, I just really love a druid. I like to be able to do like change the animals. I like the like earthy feel of a druid. So she's, she's got to be my favorite. Um, I'm name? sure my DM like hates me because I always I'm the character who like okay what's the most ridiculous way I can get out of the situation and for her it's usually setting stuff on fire I'm always <laughs> setting shit on fire so okay for instance we came up to the bunker right when we're supposed to go into the bunker kill all the dudes right mm -hmm. pretty standard easy but for whatever reason I was not I didn't want to kill anybody. I just wanted to make it easier. So I was like, all right, like let's 300 this shit. Like, let's just find an exit and we'll just hang out there. And then one person will funnel them out to like, you only have to battle them like two people at a time. Yeah. And so we come up to this bunker. I sneak around to the back. Um, the door is wood. So I light it on fire and I got a mat 20. So like, of course I light it on fire. <laughs> um, and then I bust down the door and, like, move the fire through the building so, like, it forces all of the, the guards out the front where the rest of my party is. Yeah. And that was just, like, a fun, ridiculous thing that happened. But 
druids because you can always use that as like oh you you messed with the nature and nature is now messing back <laughs> got you what was What's your, yours what was your character's name Feyre. Feyre. gotcha um yep. okay uh it's it's kind of this combination of this npc i kind of turned into a player character and in, in my friend's campaign um <laughs> he's a he's just kind of this crazed gnome um i made him a gnome cleric of some trickster god so he has mirror image and he just kind of like goes around and just does wacky shit uh mainly he just kind of like he doesn't understand humans. He just understands like, hey, magic, ooh, treasure, shiny, that kind of stuff. So that's how I play him. And then, um, his name is Trash Nomi, <laughs> <laughs> and he's utterly insane. Um, and he he just like so like in the campaign we were in, we started like going on big hunts and gathering pelts and stuff. And he was like, you know what, I want. I want a bear head hand puppet, please. Can I have that? And I messed up the cutting, so I didn't wasn't able to get the hand puppet, but I was able to get a bag where the bag's teeth was just the bear's head. Just utterly insane shit for Trash Nomi. <laughs> um, Trash Nomi. Yes, he's he's insane. He was he was first a player uh, an NPC I did on this homebrew, where he was this he was a trapped gnome alchemist who just only sustained himself on moss and potions and uh he was utterly insane um half of his potions don't do damage and just change the color of what of the things you're wearing to like vibrantly nauseous green or whatever and some of them just did ridiculous damage like he wasn't like they came at him and he just kept running away so eventually they stopped and he stopped and he just had a potion and he just like you like calm down he's like no, you! It just throws the potion and turns him green and he runs away. Uh, <laughs> they had this other giant thing. Uh, what was it? This. Uh, it was like this stone elemental that they had to fight, so they weren't worried about Trash Nomi anymore because he ran off. But I kept. Uh, that was my favorite character I, I um, played. And I kind of made a girl version of her, let, uh, him, but less crazy, just more into science. She's also an alchemist. Her name is Tresh. But everyone kept calling her trash in my party. But she didn't like she didn't like write it. She's like trash, anyways. And like they kept saying, So trash. I'm like, yeah, trash, anyways. <laughs> like trying to correct them. <laughs> like not not caring. But soon one of my players kind of fell in love with her and has been slowly writing uh, love letters to her. She is not going to reciprocate because it's only she her true love is science. <laughs> yeah, as everyone every young girl's true love should be. Just science. <laughs> But yeah, I, I made, um, what's it called? Some Instagram artist is doing a commission of her, and I thought my player characters would like that. So I hope... Look at you, see? Gifting back to your I, players. I just, well, I was mainly trying to test. I want something, if we finish this campaign, I want to get a big commission of whoever's the remainder, or who died, one of the two, or a mixture of both, um, to be commissioned, but... That takes a lot of money, and I don't. I have to, and also have to find an artist that's that's willing to do it, kind of thing. So we'll see what happens. So if for whatever reason, someone's listening that is a artist that needs some inspiration. There we go. Yeah, listen. If you're out there, <laughs> um, I'll work. 
under 500, please. I don't know if I... That's probably... It'll be in a year, and I'll have that saved up by then. I don't know. <laughs> um, this We're only level 4, and this campaign goes to level 10, okay? So I'll be doing this for a year and a half. So hopefully someone comes yeah. to our first episode, and it's like, hey, I know a guy, and I'll be like, hell yeah. We'll find out. We uh, have lofty goals for this first episode. You know, it's a dream. It's not going to hurt anything, okay? Yeah. Dream no little dream. Exactly. Is that yeah? Um, do you, uh, what's it called? Is there a campaign uh, that you've played in, or like a moment that you've played that was like the best either like moment in your like kind of D and D career, I guess, that you've had? We had a really neat split the party moment. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I know that that's a little cringy just in general of like, oh man, we split the party. But what we did was um, we were supposed to be heisting a house that had these paintings that were evil. And so we were trying to get the paintings or we were supposed to get the paintings. (laughs) Um, And so my character was like, I don't know about this plan. Like, I don't know if I trust you. I don't know if I want to do this. Is there some other way that we can figure out a a way around this and so it was me and one other person and we decided that we were going to basically like scooby-doo the situation and just try to figure out what's going on and who the person in the mask is and you know try to dupe them out of their like thinking that we have this painting because we didn't really know what they wanted to do with it so then we had another party member who was like no I'm just going to get the painting and so we we're basically like trying to play this game where like two of us were trying to figure out what's going on and the history behind this painting. And then the other person is going through the house and stealing the painting and coming back. And so it became really weird with the timing. And um, I'm sure our DM was just dying the whole time of, of trying to keep everything straight. And truly, and it was a lot of fun. We didn't actually finish it, finish it. It just kind of fizzled off into like, we had more or less a, an okay place to stop, but it wasn't like, these are the final things. But it was just a really neat, like, storytelling moment of of everyone trying to do the things that they wanted to do. And I'm, it was just, I, I really liked that because it was, you know, it was fun. It was creative. Heard. It was hard. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Splitting the party is <laughs> difficult. And as a DM where I had this new player who was just like, I'm going to go off on my own. I'm like, but the party. But he's like, nah, my own thing. I'm going to figure this out. They're being jerks. And I'm like, okay. oh, gotta. So I bit my tongue and I DM'd like a whole session where I had to play two courses of action. And it was a pain. Did you marry them back or did you just like somehow get them back together? I tried. I never forced them to, but I just made sure that like... the main thing I did was that the majority of players, whoever had the majority of players had more time. I'm not going to give you more time just because you're by yourself. If you have a do small, quick errand, I'll allow you to do that small, quick errand and come back to the party. But if you're going to go off on a whole other adventure, why don't you just tell me to DM by yourself? I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> um, like... I had that going on, and we kept going bouncing back and forth. I wasn't going to give the person that wanted to do his own thing all the time in the world. I had to cut him off halfway there. I kept cutting him off so that he would know that, like, there's more people playing in the game. 
so I have to come back to these guys and let them do whatever. If the if if it had gone any further, I'd have been like, all right, well, me and you can finish this up. We'll say you did whatever you did, and then you come back to the party because I'm not gonna, you know, it's fine if it's just kind of by itself, like in a moment you're by yourself. But if you're taking this whole long time, uh, it's not fun for the other people. And I want this to be a group fun activity, not just a. Uh, you sitting there watching this guy do something maybe successful, maybe not. But it was like he was kind of wrapped up in his own kind of quest. And I was like, ah. and the party was just like, we, we can do that tomorrow. And he's like, I want to do it now. And it's like, like everyone was like badly injured and he wasn't. So I have that coming up soon as well, where one player wants to save some, save some children, maybe. He doesn't know if they're there or not. Um, or stick with the party and get the whole like citizens of this town to this other town before um, creatures attack. So, I there's gonna be a moment where I split the party, and I to be honest, because everyone's been fighting on him, and that said he's gonna go by himself, and he's like I'm like oh, I might just have to show you the power of you doing your own thing without being cautious. So I might kill a character next session. I don't know. <laughs> This won't be. Well, I'm excited to hear how that goes. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful. Uh, Yeah, my Wednesday session. That's it'll be after that. We'll figure that out. Like literally, they were RPing about that situation in the chat room. So I was like, "You guys are playing without me. I love it. I love it." (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, it's a pain, but I can do it. I can do it. (laughs) Yep. I don't like it sometimes, but I can do it. That does feel like a lot. So I don't... I'm not looking forward to the day that my party decides that they can split apart. Um, but they've been pretty... Since they're all new... I mean, everybody I'm playing with, except for one of them, so three out of the four, um, have never played Dungeons & Dragons before. Really have never played any other tabletop games other than, like, Hasbro games. So nice. I have pretty pretty good control I guess there, but... Are you playing 5e on this? or I am playing 5e, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, I have, a, I have a ranger, a bard, a monk, and a paladin. That's that's well, pretty well-rounded, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, range, support, um, tank, and up-close fighter. Low magic group, that... group but it, I mean, for first-timers, you, magic's kind of complicated. Yeah. And, of course, the only magic character is my dad. So, you know, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, we had... It, it became a really balanced group just as they were choosing. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing that really helped, that we had a communication going before we actually started. Like, oh, let's make sure that there is somebody that can heal or we have some sort of healing um, aspect. And we do have sort of a tank character. And um, if my... My sister, who's playing the monk, if she can ever roll, she'll be fine. But her rolls have just been awful, and she's the only one that had to do, like, death-saving last round, which is crazy. Sometimes those rolls are there, and they make a difference, but she was just not having it. And she has two hits, and she would fail on both hits. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's really, it's real fun. But they're really, really good at working together. That's good. Um, last session, they kited all of the 
bad guys into one room. Nice. Which may or may not have been a good idea. Um, wait, so wait, did you, was... they, did they like essentially aggro them into a room or did they, or like how, how, what do you mean kite? Like just ran and shot kind of thing? So, <laughs> so my dad who, right, has a bard, mm-hmm. all of the charisma, he charmed person as soon as he walked in. Like, that <laughs> nice. 20 charm person. I swear to goodness. He had them convinced that they need, he needs, like, to go see the rest of the house, that they need to talk to everybody at once. And so his roles were just so good that I was like, I yeah, you are absolutely, they're just going to show you straight to the back room and then gather everybody up. And then he ended up performing for them and just singing and everyone was just listening which allowed all of the other players to sneak in the house and then, like, get inside and just murder all of these pirates. Nice. At once. Oh, my gosh. That sounds vaguely familiar of my first time as a bard. Um, <laughs> it was a bandit camp. We came from, uh, came in through the door. We kind of snuck around and checked the windows and everything. We found they're in this main room. So I'm like, all right, everyone go into side doors. I'm going to sit on the window and then I'm just going to lure them in. So I started playing my lute, and they all kind of came in. It's like, who? They like, hey, who are you? And I'm like, I'm a gnome bard. Who the fuck are you? And then I, and then they kind of, <laughs> one of them, like, leaped at me with his sword. And I'm like, ah! and I fall backwards out of the window into the snow. <laughs> and they just threw in their, one of them was like, this is Pathfinder. So one was this weird uh, bomber guy. I forget what they're called. But he had bombs, so he threw his bombs. And the other one had an AoE spell, and they just kind of, like, crushed them at first and uh we can't i couldn't climb back into the window because i was a gnome so i had to run around the front <laughs> so that was fun and it took you three rounds to get there pretty much i mean it, i had to first get out of the snow because <laughs> uh, it was pretty deep <laughs> uh that, that dm was pretty he was he was brutal but i loved him <laughs> uh he had some funny stuff. I got stabbed by some weird-ass magic shards that would make me go slower than I normal speed unless I took damage. And if I took damage, I would go I would go normal. And then if I took more damage, I would go faster. It's He had some weird rules, homebrew stuff that he made. That's really interesting. That's a really neat way to, like, customize it. But then, I guess, how do you share that with the world? I don't know. I guess the, the Instagram thing is you got to share everything all the time. <laughs> I'm bad at sharing. My last Instagram post was like three months into last year. I don't post at all. I just talk about D&D stuff. That's all I do. <laughs> yeah. That's... I post all the time. I'm here. I feel like I'm I'm there all the time, but it's very like curated. It's never, it's not a full view of everything that's going on, but <laughs> isn't that the joy of it that I can... That you pretend? get to control it? <laughs> I don't think it's pretend. It's just uh, uh, like you're the photographer and you get to show what you want. You get to aim the lens where you need it to go. And those that are close to you know what's behind the scene. That's the beauty of it. That was so philosophical. We got deep. We got we got deep, yeah. Take one more. Yeah. We'll take two one more question. Uh, out there, um, Brennan from Ohio says, no, I'm just kidding. I don't have questions. <laughs> I was like, man, you did work. You got, like, outside questions? Sure. Let's go. No. uh, I have one for you. Since we are stuck in quarantine and we are talking about, like, 
education and mental health stuff, like what are you doing to like keep yourself productive in or however you're defining being productive in quarantine? Like what are you doing to like not go crazy basically? Um, well, I had a job and then I, I quit recently so I could uh, focus on school. I have a lot of like I have, I have lots of money right now, so I'm fine. But I was doing that for a long time, but and I'll, it's been tough to be honest because I didn't have insurance for a bit, so I didn't have my mm-hmm. medicine for months, and I recently got back on it. So that's so that's one way of not going crazy. I was going crazy. It was pretty fun, pretty exciting moments in my life. Um, and then uh, <laughs> it's tough because I'm trying my best right now, and there's like some days where I'm just like. I need to read this. I need to do that. I've been writing a lot more so I could be more productive. Um, but it's just, it's a lot of chaos right now. Like doing this is trying to also kind of part of my like kind of accountability. Um, so like, Hey, um, one, it'll give me some, another project to work on for the week and to kind of keep me situated. So like I have to be ready for my Wednesday game. I have to be ready for Tuesday podcast or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, right now, setting stuff up every day so it doesn't seem like the week kind of flows together. Um, that's the first step. The next step after that is to make my days between the times I need to do stuff need to be filled with some sort of activity, and it can't be on my computer, unfortunately, as much as I want it to because I get sucked up. And it, But I can't be outside doing something else either. So I think right now I'm trying to build myself some daily goals each day and then I'll work on or like each week and then I'll work on some daily goals each day so weekly goals kind of spread throughout the week and then daily goals as well but I, I'm trying to do baby steps because if I kind of go all at once I feel like I'll lose my mind or I'll, I'll mess something up and I'll miss a, a, some daily and then I'll just feel like like ah oh, well this is this is useless <laughs> Um, that's, that's, that's the plan so far. Like, I, I can't tell you that if it's going to work, I'm going to tell you that I'm trying. <laughs> that's, that's as best as I can go. I, I'm not going to tell you like, oh, here's the secret. Just no, and I think that's, that's a good way to approach it of like giving yourself the space that if you did fail at a goal that you were trying to do, that you're not going to completely spiral out of control. Cause I know for me, that's the biggest thing that I have been experiencing that, I'm not a perfect, I don't have complete control of all of the situations. And so if I mess up once, then everything has gone to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I feel that in my soul, a soul. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's like, like I had like, at the very beginning of quarantine, I did this some like workout routines and everything. And then I missed like a day and then it kind of threw the rest of it out the window. But then I went to, I had work, so I did that. And now I'm off work and I really need to either A, be dieting or B, being in a workout routine. I can't, if I don't do any of those, I'm going to gain the pounds I lost. <laughs> it's tough because like when you miss one, like I'll, I'll do better next time or I'll do double and I don't do double. And it's, it's just like this uphill battle for me sometimes. Um, but I did go on a diet and I lost some pounds and that was fun. Um, but we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm, I'm working towards it. Like, do this, do that. Exercise? Question mark. That's 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 the goal. 
What about yourself? Yeah. Have you been trying? I mean, it's it's tough because we're in this time where, um, if like a lot, some of these extracurricular activities are kind of bogged down because of being socially responsible to, to everybody around us and anyone who has issues like, like, I know a couple people that are immunocompromised. I don't, I don't hang out with them, but also even as much as I, I don't hang out with anybody, to be honest, like the first four week, four months I stayed inside my, I didn't even leave for no reason at all. I stayed inside the house for quarantine for the first four months. Um, there's no reason to, I, everyone kept bringing me stuff. So <laughs> my, oh, my whole journey has been absolutely like I started off quarantine strong, right? I was there to get quarantine. I was there for the quarantine or the COVID-19 pack abs. Like I, I was doing so well. And the beginning of the year, I did yoga every day. I did yoga every single day for like three and a half months. Hell yeah. And I was super excited and super proud. And then I just, I got in my head and my anxiety was just going crazy. And, you know, my ADHD wasn't in control. And so I just, I couldn't feel like, I didn't feel like I got a hold of it. Um, And so I just, you know, worked as hard as I could, but really I wasn't really working because I was stressed out about all of these other things. And I think that's the biggest part is that once I feel like, you know, I should be doing this, this, and this, um, I start to spin my wheels and my wheels don't catch on anything. So I'm, I'm, I'm aware that I need to have all of these things accomplished, right? Keeping my space clean, working from home, you know, taking care of my dogs, taking care of me. But as soon as I realize I have all of those things to do, I don't do any of them. Yeah. And I just stand there and cry. Um, And so I actually had to reach out to a psychiatrist and had a conversation about maybe getting on to some medication because I just felt like my coping skills were not working as efficiently in this time. And so, you know, I'm good at when I do yoga, I can meditate and take that time. But for me to like meditate, it needed to be like eight hours a day. Like I, if I sat there for eight hours and meditated, I pretty, I'm pretty sure I'd be fine. Right. (laughs) Anxiety would be down. Um, but you know that that's not something that, that you can do, right. Once your coping skills are just like not being effective and then your anxiety controls more of your day than not, something has to be done. And so I started a new medicine, um, for for ADHD and it's been good um I feel like once I realize I need to start a task there's not that big hill to start it that it that hill is just a little bit lower for me to just jump over Mm -hmm. and I'm not getting stuck you know not doing something and so uh that's the biggest that's I mean I guess I I don't want to say I cop out and got medicine, but I, uh, <laughs> that's a terrible way to think of that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think, like you said, it's the time. I don't think medicine, like I was doing fine because I had so much time after school that I, and, and I wasn't working. That's why I didn't, I had time to control myself. And, but then when I went to work, I didn't have as much time to control myself. Like you said, it's hard to say like, when I got bad, I went to sleep. 
but I can't sleep the whole time. And I also can't sleep between work. So like, like you saying your meditation, if I could do that for eight hours, I'd be fine. If I could just sleep, I would be fine. But like, I can't do that when I have other tasks. So like, yeah, I understand that. And it's not that medicine's a, like, a, medicine helps you. Yes. It's, you know, encouraging you to be, or assisting you in being the one, the person you kind of want to be. Okay. And sometimes you can, control that on your own but sometimes you need some assistance and sometimes that assistance is always there and that's why medicine kind of helps it's your own assistance yeah and that's crazy how deep like those ideas are in your system because i know that like if you had come to me and said hey i'm taking this for this i'd be like hell yeah you are and i'd be on your side but as soon as i turned it to me i was like no that's like i i guess it's a cop-out because i'm doing this but isn't that crazy how like deep that is rooted in like not taking care of yourself is just acceptable and socially fine for you to not do the things that really do help. Yeah. It's never, you're the first person I like realized that that's my attitude that, you know, for me, I guess I'm more easy. It's easier for me to be hard on myself than it is for me to, show that compassion to somebody else. Like that's, I guess that's something else that I will be working on is just being nicer to the way I think and how we're all dealing with this. And especially with it not looking like it's going to get any better. And I, I have no idea. And especially the long-term effects of economics and physical things. And it's really hard. <laughs> it's no, all really hard. Truly, truly. Like, everyone's going through a, a, a very different struggle, depending where they're at. Um, currently, yeah, mentally, and physically, and you don't want to their bounds. Exactly, of course. But yeah, quarantine sucks. D&D's not, doesn't. Um, yeah. It's a good... Quarantine sucks, D&D doesn't. Yeah. Until you wow. get a TPK. Best, <laughs> best tagline. Um, There's the title. <laughs> quarantine sucks what happens do i have to change the title if it's uh once we're out of quarantine no no it's just the title of this episode oh this episode okay yeah no i can totally do that um uh, but yeah we're hitting uh, like the one hour mark i mean it'll probably be a little less after i edit but we'll see but yeah um i guess yeah. we'll wrap things up here um hey if you're listening to this and you have a question or want to talk with us I don't, I don't care. I don't know if she cares. Alex, do you care if somebody care. joins no, us? I don't care. Reach out. Yeah. How are reaching out? How? Maybe we should have a Twitter. <laughs> we, we should probably have some sort of media that goes along with this. Yeah, no. Or But that would be helpful because, like, if someone already has the title, Dungeons and Degrees, <laughs> uh, then we need to change it to this title. No one had it, so I didn't have to change it. But yeah, um, I guess I'll go look into that as well. It'll be easy peasy. Thank you all for listening. Um, this has been Adrian and... Alex. And this has been... Dungeons and Degrees. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Hey, folks. Shortly after the podcast, we, me and Alex made a Twitter account um, called Dian Degrees Pod. Um, go ahead and go set a follow. It'll kind of give you an update on when everything's going to be posted. And yeah, uh, thank you all so much. Me and Alex appreciate it and uh, have fun out there.